Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. That's the start of it. You say like this, well, you asked Jesus in your life when you were a young boy. That might, be, that might be true. Or when you were a young girl. That might be true. But there comes an absolute dying out of our failure, of our mistakes, of our sins, where we surrender them to God. It must be a place that we point to. I remember that happened to me numerous times when there was a genuine dying out to myself. And I didn't, know, didn't care if the whole world knew the sins that were in my body that I had committed, even as a Christian, there was a genuine dying out that had to take place. That's only the beginning of becoming one of the sons of God. It's not done by the will of man. The will of man is laid down. He's laid aside. He's crucified. This is talking about a deeper experience. Now what happens here, it says here, they were not born not of the blood of man, or not, uh, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man. In other words, they were not birthed by the will, nor the desire of the flesh. Not birthed by man's will, nor his suggestions. Sometimes when we are really in pursuit of God, we want to do the will of God and the work of God. Sometimes we, there are some things that, you know what, I would like to be a missionary. I want to be a missionary. I think maybe then I could serve God. It's not done by the will of man. It's born of God. It's God birthed. Our life has to become a birthing of God. Not that we become God. No. But God has to do the birthing in us. And for that has nothing to do with the will of man, nor the flesh of man. It is entirely God's work in us that is making this ugly cocoon come forth into something beautiful because we've met a condition of presenting our life before Him with no strings attached. Now you look at this. It was that in this time, I think that's a good foundation to lay down before we get into the rest of this message. It was in uh, about 860, 70 years before Christ is when this all happened with um, Ahab. And it was in the Jabesh Gilead, coast of the uh, Gerasenes, which you can almost see that from the Sea of Galilee. In fact, if you stand there once you know kind of where it is, you can pick out some of the old buildings, but they're now today, they're in Jordan. But they, they are visible. It was over in that area where this man came from, which would have been the same area uh, where Elijah, where Elijah came from, would have been the same area where uh, the um, the demon possessed men that dwelled in the tombs were. So it's it's just interesting, uh, some interesting geography right there. What all happened in that area? What happens here is the Bible says in First Kings chapter seventeen verse one. We just want to look at some of the words. And Elijah the Tishbite. The word Tishbite means converter. Elijah the converter, or Elijah, not Elijah does not mean converter, but Elijah from the converter territory, or from the little city called Tishbite, or the little city called converter. In other words, it was a little place where it must be that God did a lot of changing in this man. 
And not only in this man, but perhaps even in the city, there was a lot of changing. I do not know, but the city is called or interpreted converter, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God liveth, saith, before whom I stand. Notice that Elijah says, As the Lord God lives, before whom I stand. God made it very clear. He stands. Uh, uh, Elijah made it very clear that he stands before God. He is the one that is standing before God concerning the issue in Israel. Now I've been talking to you about intercession the past some years. How that God requires his children at times to stand before him in intercession, in dialogue. He listens to people that are, are standing before him. It's a different position. When you stand before God is one thing, when you bow before God is another thing. These are people that have been called to fulfill the duties that are required by the shoes they wear. They stand before God. I've given some examples of personal experience of that in prior messages. Then it says, And there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now we see here, again, this man just goes and speaks to the president. We'll call him president today. If we'd been in Europe, we'd call him prime minister, perhaps. But he, this man, Elijah, that comes from basically nowhere, all at once stands before the president of Israel and says that I am not going to let it rain. It will not rain until I will tell it to. And then he goes. Now God gave him specific instruction here. It says, no dew or rain. Verse 3. Get thee hence. God is now speaking to Elijah and said, get thee hence. And turn thee eastward. And hide thyself by the brook of Jareth. That is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook of Jareth. That is before Jordan. Now, when you look at the picture here, this is really close to the brook of Jareth. This is the brook of, um, I just can't say it. Come on. I've been there. I took that very picture. Jabbok. This is Jabbok. The brook of Jareth is just south of here, just a little bit. And it's a known place where it was a deep crevice. And it was often, if there was water anywhere, it was in the brook of Jareth. And God told him now, go to the brook of Jareth and I will have you drink water. I will give you water there from that brook. And then also the ravens, they will feed you. And he got two meals. He got flesh, it says, and bread in the morning, flesh and bread in the evening. Now we look at that. We find it in uh, verse 6. Well, let's look at verse 5. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelled by the brook of Jareth, that is before Jordan. Now let's just look for a moment and see Elijah going back here. <coughs> Excuse me. Elijah goes and he sits there at that brook. And he, could, he looked this, looks at this thing because he was a man of like passion. The Bible says that. That means he thought, same as we do. He, is, he deals with the same passions that you and I do. The same problems that he deals, that we deal with, he dealt with. 
So after he said this, he goes and he sits there by the brook. And the next thing you will find after about six months, he's hearing from people over in Israel that it's not been raining. And it's getting really dry. And they're saying there was a little prophet somewhere up by the name of Tishbite. A little prophet's name is Elijah, a little weird guy somehow. And he came up here and he spoke to the president, told him it's not going to rain and it's not been raining. And he sits there and he's drinking his water and he's getting his breakfast and his evening uh, meal, all with the crows that fly over his head. There he sits in somewhat security. Nobody would really expect this man to be there because this crevice in the earth, if I can call it that, Jareth was known to be where people were that were uh, 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 offenders or people that rather than being thrown in prison, if they want to escape, they would go to the brook of Jareth because it was kind of a dangerous place. If you know anything about these places where we've been at, some of these wadis, the water can rush down and it can go like over 100 miles an hour, they tell us, and it'll wash out everything. They're very dangerous. I was across some of those where even our guide at that point had us run across in completely dry land. When the sun was shining, it was clear. You couldn't even, uh, there was no rain anywhere. But if it happens to rain perhaps 30 miles away, and we do not see it at that time, the water comes rushing so fast. And so anyways, he was in this brook called Jareth, and there he sat in his comforts. And look what happens now. He's probably every day he's thanking God when he took a drink from the brook. He thanked God. He knows that it's a lot of thirst and there's animals that are dying already. But I sit here and I have all the water I need. And then he, there comes a crow and he drops off a morsel of bread. And then, and also some flesh, some meat from perhaps somebody else's table. And he, and he bring it there and there he eats it and he thanks the Lord. And in this he's, He's marveling at how God used him in his prophecy and also how that now for about six months and maybe eight months, it has not rained yet. And the word of God has been true. What I told him is happening. It's a miracle. Every day was a miracle because it wouldn't rain. Well, so what happens here next is it says in verse 6, And the ravens brought him bread, flesh in the morning, bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Verse 7, And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there was no rain in the land. Oh, I thought God told him to go with that brook because he will have water there. I thought God just told him. I thought God just told me that I'm to go to Jareth, and there he will give me water. And now there is no water. God, didn't you tell me to do this? God, I heard you say that. God, it was a promise that you made. Why are you not keeping your promise? Cannot I not trust you any longer? And did I hear right that time? Well, I must have heard right when I went to Ahab because the rain stopped. But you also told me, God, with the same word, because my sheep know my voice, and we know what you say. We know what it sounds like. You told me to go to the brook of Cherith. You told me that ravens will feed me, and they have been doing this. But you also told me that I will be drinking water. You will give me water here at Cherith, but you're not doing that. And there he is. God, you told me. But there's no water. God, I trusted in you, but you let me down. God, it was clear you told me to go there. 
Now what do I do? God, do I question whether you've forgotten me? God, have you forsaken me? God, have I done something wrong? God, have I sinned that you're not keeping your promise? What is wrong with this picture? Do you hear what I'm saying? Elijah was a man of like passions. He questioned it. I'm sure he did. God clearly told him, I will bring you water at Cherith. Just go there. Now this, according to the Bible, is about a year later. About a year later is when the brook dried up. But God, even in a dry brook, you can bring water to me. The crow is still feeding me, but where's the water? Have you been in those circles? God, you told me. God, you showed me. Lord, I'm, I'm just sure it was you. God, I, I know I have a word. I know I got a word from you. I, I know you, Lord. It was your word, but it's not happening. Now we start turning in. We say, God, what is wrong with me? Lord, am I hearing right? I must be hearing wrong. Maybe I'm deceived. I probably did something wrong. I probably thought something wrong the other day. I probably had a wrong attitude about something. There was something, something, something. And he started looking in, I think, because he was a man of like passions. If you and I would sit there for a whole year and finally the brook dries up where God sent you to, to drink from it, you'd have questions too. I'd have questions too. God, all your promises are yea and amen, but why don't they work for me? Can I close the message and leave it at that? You have all experienced this. Some of you are sitting on promises that God gave you. They're very clear. You heard them, but you gave up on them. You buried them. You said there is nothing in them anymore. It's an impossible thing. See, when God gives you a promise, it's something you can't do. It's something you can't do. It's something that has to come from heaven. It's something that God has to bring to you. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.